Hey, you guys, what is going on? Welcome to the camera ads 10 pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. I'm a comedian. I do podcasts. And uh, before we start, I got to let you guys know, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. You love them. I love them. I would have all their products if I could, uh, if I had the money, I would probably have pretty much all of their shaker cups and all of the things. My girlfriend probably wouldn't care for it, but you can never have too many shaker cups. You need you need a shaker cup for, for a pre-workout. You need a shaker cup for protein. You need a shaker cup for water. Like You can't just have the same shaker cup. And you got to match your shaker cup with you know your bandana or your workout shirt or your you know, whatever it is, man. So you can never have too many shaker cups. Anyway, they also have workout towels, meal prep bags, meal prep containers, and just everything that you could want. Um, I don't know at this point if you ordered anything, if they, if, you know, whoever you're ordering it for would get it by Christmas, but you could show them the receipt and be like, hey, look what's on the way. Maybe you can. I don't know. I doubt. I, I feel like they're probably bombarded with orders at this point. So anyway, but go to performer.com, enter promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You'll save 15% off your order. And as always, people always ask me, I mean, not always, but a lot, like, you're in such good shape. Like, how do you stay in good shape? Like, what the hell? You, you look the same. And it's like, yeah, dude. One, I eat very well. Number two, I work out like a fucking madman. And number three, I take supplements. What supplements do you take, Peter? Well, I take bucked up supplements. That's right. I talked to you guys about this several times already, but I'll tell you again. I was taking bucked up supplements before I was an ambassador with them. So I love their pre-workouts. That's what got me started. But um, I actually interviewed the CEO on another podcast that I host and just kind of really went into the history of the company and whatnot. And I just stand behind all their products. I honestly, I'm just being honest with you guys. I don't take any other supplements other than what Bucked Up makes. Now, I'll be honest. I do like eat protein bars and stuff that other companies make, of course. But as far as like pre-workouts and vitamins and Everything else I take, it's all bucked up. So, if you're looking to get in shape, whether you're looking to gain muscle, lose body fat, etc., go to buckedup.com, enter promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, and the word pounds, and you'll save 20% off your order. What? Um, what's up, guys? We are closing in on the end of the year. I can't believe, man. I mean, I can, but I can't. Like, it's weird because, like, the year has dragged on. But it's also gone really fast. <laughs> like, it's like, oh shit, like it's December, like it's the middle of December now, basically, almost. You know, we're about a third of the way through December, which means we're about three weeks away from 2022. And, you know, I've talked already the last couple weeks about, you know, keeping your momentum going, um, continuing to push forward, you know, working out career, whatever it is that you're working towards, you know, don't let the end of the year let you kind of slack off, you know, I know like I'm going on a little, it's not even a vacation, I'm going to, I'm going to Cabo for a wedding this weekend, and so yeah, I'll probably relax a little bit, but you know, there's going to be some downtime, I'm sure, and in that downtown, down, in that downtime, I'm sure I'll be working, um, you know, it's just, you know, I had, as you guys know, if you listen to this, which you are because you're listening to this, you know, I still have personal training clients and uh, I'm not really sure how much I've delved into this on the podcast, but, um, you know, I had quite a few, you know, clients before the pandemic happened and, you know, I, I, I did give a shout out to the people that kept training with me. Maybe I have to, anyway, I'll repeat myself. I'm sorry, but, um, you know, had quite a few clients pre-COVID and, you know, my my thing was I felt as if uh, with the tour that I was planning, the League of My Own tour, going to all the ballparks and doing shows in all the cities and all that good stuff, I felt like that was going to turn me into a household name. And by the end of it, I'd probably be working enough and ha- will have made enough money from the tour that I could you know, and use that momentum and all the footage and just all the stuff that was going to go along with it. 
and that I was just going to be able to focus on comedy and, and podcasting and not have to train people anymore. You know, there's probably a couple people that I would have kept training just because I really, you know, aside from them being my clients, I feel like they're kind of my friends too, you know, like I would, if I didn't need money, I'd probably just let them work out with me and not even charge them. But, you know, they're going to pay somebody. So why not me, you know, but, uh, you know, there were several clients that, you know, obviously we all thought the pandemic was going to pause everything for (laughs) two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Or, you know, and then we learned that it was going to be maybe a little bit longer than that. And obviously, you guys know the story. I moved to Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. You know, and here we are, you know, that was March. This is April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. So we are looking at 12 plus 9, 21 months. Holy shit, we've been into this, which is just crazy if you think about it. Um, so, you know, basically there were people that, you know, I came back to LA in October. Um, I told you I had a handful of clients that I continued training virtually the whole time, which, you know, was great for me because I could one kind of just, you know, keep, you know, I'll tell you this on top of, um, the money that, you know, some of these, this handful of clients, you know, were giving me to keep training them during the pandemic. Um, a lot of it too was just like the social aspect of it. Like, you know, we, when we shut everything down, you know, it was like there for most of us, you know, unless we had, you know, like families at home and stuff, you know, there was very little social interaction. You know, you guys, if you've listened to all these podcasts and, you know, some of the stuff that I was talking about, you know, when this, when everything first started, you know, just for me going to like the store was, you know, kind of a treat (laughs) just because I got to see people and interact with people, even though we had masks and we were socially distanced and all that stuff. You know, we had to wait in line at Trader Joe's, which is just fucking crazy. Like, um, somebody had a joke. Oh, uh, Mal Hall, the guy I performed with at the improv last weekend. And it was like, you know, we're we're going to be a chapter in American history, you know, like when we were going to when we were going to school and growing up and all that stuff, you know, we learned about World War Two and Vietnam and like the Great Depression and all this stuff, you know, and, you know, we would have to sometimes like I remember I had to interview my grandfather about World War Two, you know, and so in the future, you know, fast forward 20, 30, 40 years, I'll still be alive in 40 years. Um, you know, people are going to, younger people are going to talk to us about the great pandemic of 2020, which obviously is still going on, but like, we're going to be a chapter in history. And I was like, yeah, we are going to be a chapter in history. And so, you know, for a lot of us, we had to adjust. I know, I mean, hello, you're talking to fucking someone that worked on a watermelon farm and worked at a furniture store and, you know trimmed marijuana leaves for a few weeks and new update I'll get into later but you know some people nothing really changed for them and then other people their their lives completely changed you know and so it's just really interesting that you know these people like I said you know when I was training some of my clients that social interaction for me was like it was huge. You know, I, I looked forward to that. And so anyway, I had, a, I kept a handful of clients and I kept in touch with the rest of the people. Cause I figured I would come back at some point and my clients are like, yeah, you know, when you get back, we start training. And then obviously when I finally made the decision to come back and when I was coming back, I reached out to everybody and I was like, Hey, I'm coming back, you know, and I, I told you guys this, but you know, some of my clients were like, eh, you know, I, I, I found another trainer, you know, cause I don't know when you're coming back and, you know, I get that 100%. And then some people were like, oh, I'm not ready to work out yet. Some, I had a couple clients move, you know? Um, but then I had a couple people that just didn't even text me or email me back, which I mean, they don't owe me anything necessarily, but 
I did kind of feel a little slighted that like, you know, cause I don't think any of my clients are listening to this, but, um, you know, I, I take care of my clients. Like I am, I'm not the best trainer, but I'm not the worst trainer either. Like I'm pretty good. But as far as like a, from a customer service standpoint, you know, there's trainers at my gym that charge, you know, $150, $200 for a session, which is just, I mean, if you can make it fucking great. But, you know, I always charge my clients a little bit less for a number of reasons. But um, the main reason is because most trainers, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of trainers, that's the only thing they do. So they eat, sleep, and breathe that shit, right? And so because of that, they can charge, they need to charge more because they're giving it 100% of their time. And I, I get that and I respect that. Although I will see some of these people training and I'm like, your fucking clients pay you how much for for that, for what you're doing with that, you know? And then I look at my clients, I'm like, yo, you're paying like, you know, $70, $75 for that, for this and they're paying like twice as much for that. So you're welcome. And, you know, like, obviously we're supposed to, you know, there's a 24-hour cancellation policy. So we're supposed to, you know, charge the clients if they don't cancel 24 hours in advance. And, you know, for the most part, I don't really do that because most of my clients... I mean, pretty much everybody that I train right now, like I care about, like I said, a lot of these people, you know, I, I consider like friends, kind, you know, like, I don't know. Um, so I'm pretty loose with that. You know, I don't really charge people, even though, you know, I probably should, like I probably leave, <laughs> I probably leave a lot of money on the table annually for not charging people. Now there are clients who, you know, pre-COVID, um, would abuse my my kindness and you know be continually late and continue to you know cancel at the last minute and stuff and so at some point then I gotta put the foot down and be like hey I gotta charge you dude because you know I could put someone else in that time slot you know but anyway the moral of the story is you know I had some good clients that continued training with me the whole time but when I came back not everybody you know wanted to come back and train with me, which is totally fine, you know, so coming back to LA has been kind of, I don't want to say a struggle, because I've still, you know, been doing shows and stuff, but like, the transition hasn't been as smooth as I would have liked, and you know, I, I knew that it was going to be a little messy, because we're technically, especially in LA, it's still very much a pandemic and stuff, you know, but um, I'm doing what I can, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hustling, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm doing shows, but I'm also just fucking <laughs> just doing everything I can to make it work because at this point, like, <laughs> I'm not getting any younger, so this is kind of like, not the four, I mean, I'm, I'm going to live to be a hundred, but like, am I going to be a 90 year old comedian? No. So like my window for kind of breaking into that part of the industry is it's not closing but like you know I'm going to start to I know I, I look great and I probably don't look my age so someone might see me and be like oh he's 35 or whatever and like and I'm like haha you know so maybe some people think I'm younger I don't know dude but point is you know at some point I'm going to start to visibly age and then I won't be as marketable as I am right now so I got to kind of I got to kind of strike now. So I, I'm all in, dude. Like I was already all in before, but, you know, having lost essentially almost two years, you know, I, I'm, I'm really all in now. So you're going to see, you know, I, I've, I've got I've got shows lined up here and there and I'm going to fucking go everywhere. And if they're paying me, I'm fucking there. And I want to get to the point where I'm full time comedy and just podcasting. And that's it. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I told you guys that I had some stuff going on with, uh, I'll just tell you, man, I don't fucking care. This is me being honest with you guys. So 
some of you guys, uh, I mean, if you listen, you should know, but I was working at a gym in Oklahoma City. Very great gym, Lifetime. They have them all over the country. I, I actually loved them. If there was one in L.A., I would, I don't know if I would work out there because it'd probably be, be really expensive. Like the one in Laguna, the membership's like $200 a month. <laughs> And so if it was in L.A., it'd probably be at least that, if not more. So that'd probably not be a wise decision, but it's beautiful. Like, I would probably still work there, you know? And part of the reason I worked there in Oklahoma City was because I knew that if I wanted to move back, which I obviously did, and maybe if my clients didn't rush back to train with me, which is what's happening is I would still have a job that I could transfer to because they have a location in Laguna, Laguna, Laguna Niguel. They also have one in San Clemente, but that's a little too far south for me. Although I love San Clemente. It just wouldn't be ideal for where I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, so Laguna, you know, a little bit closer, still not ideal, but at least I have an income and, you know, I can make things work with an income. It's all about money in LA, man. LA is fucking hard. <laughs> This is why, you know, my family and my friends and whatnot, like, sometimes I don't always go to things. And a lot of times it's because, you know, as an artist, you're struggling and you don't have that extra income to, like, just do stuff. Like, you're sacrificing that part of your life for the ultimate goal, which is to, quote unquote, make it and then have all the money in the world, right? So, anyway having that that ability to transfer to the the gym in in Laguna was um, kind of like a a net for me coming back here. And so before I came out here, I told them that I was going to transfer, that I wanted to transfer. And I basically thought that was going to be it. But lo and behold, I fucking told them I wanted to transfer. And so when I came out here at the end of September to like kind of set everything in motion and stuff, I uh, I assumed that I once I would go back to Oklahoma, tell them I wanted to transfer, and then I would come back out here the first week of October and start somewhere around there, right? Because I got a gauge of how many clients wanted to train with me, and it wasn't going to be enough to justify the move out here, so I was going to need extra sources of income. And that's what I did. You know, I told them that I want to transfer. So then long story short, um, I came out here and then I interviewed with them, which kind of pissed me off already. (laughs) Like, I'm like, why am I interviewing if I already work with the company? But whatever, that's another story altogether. I'm not bad mouthing the company. I'm kind of just upset at how this went down. So then I interviewed and they were like, okay, you know, and so I thought I was about to start. And then I had to meet with another person and he was out of town. So I was going to meet with him for like two more weeks. So now here we are. I've been back in LA for like a, like a, a couple weeks and now I got to wait until like the, like the third week of October to meet with this other guy and, you know, met with him and he's like, okay, cool. You know, we we can't bring anybody on for a few weeks. So probably like mid to late November, you know, and I was like, okay. Um, and then about a week later they were like, okay, it's going to be probably late November, early December. So I'm like, fuck, dude, like I only had, you know, X amount of money when I came out here. So um, (laughs) I need to fucking do something. So when I first came out here, I also got the idea because some of my friends and my brother um, deliver, deliver weed. And it's not a bad paying job. You know, people need their weed and some people want it delivered. And it's, you know, it's a service job. So there's tips involved and stuff. And so I applied at MedMen, which is a very, like a big company here in LA, Southern California. They actually have them all over. They have them in other states too, but they're like the high end of marijuana dispensaries. And I actually interviewed there before I came out here. And then I interviewed there when I came out here. I I interviewed like Zoom before when I was still in Oklahoma and then I told him when I was going to come back to LA and so then I had a second interview in person and then she hired me and that was the beginning of October because I was just like I said I just knew that I needed to do something just like I did when I was in Oklahoma like I needed a job I needed to make money and for me I'm just like 
I got to be in LA. This is where I need to be. This is what I need to do. You know, this is, this is where I'm going to get quote unquote discovered. This is where I'm going to make those networking connections. I mean, I've already made a lot of them, but you know, like this is where I need to be. I need to be seen, you know? And so if that means I got to deliver weed, you know, to help supplement my income, because you know, some of my clients fucking went MIA and they, they don't want to train and they don't have the courtesy to tell me that, you know, um, that's fine, you know, and, you know, it's part time, but it's got benefits and everything. And if you guys know how comedy works, I don't know if you guys know, but there's no comedy union. So having benefits is actually not a bad deal. So, uh, but they told me that I needed to go through a background check and they didn't know how long it would take. So long story short, um, I'm waiting on this gym to bring me on. And so I kind of can't, this is why I was telling you guys I was staying with my brother because I don't know where I'm going to live because where I work is going to dictate where I live. And so since, yeah, like I have a handful of clients that I'm training in LA, but it's not enough to justify it's not enough to be able to afford to live there, you know, so I needed something else. So whether it's the gym or whether it's working at MedMen, um, you know, and then I get a, so then, so I'm sitting around waiting, long story short, I get a text from the manager at the gym that says they're actually not going to bring anybody on until like a few more weeks. So now I'm like, okay, well now I'm, I'm fucking running out of the money that I had saved up to come out here. So I need fucking something. So now I'm like, okay, am I going to start sucking dick? Like what? Like, yeah, like I'm booking comedy jobs, but it's just like I'm kind of spinning my wheels, you know? And finally, um, a couple weeks ago, the girl calls me from, from MedMen and it's like, hey, your background check went through. You can start working, you know, whenever. So I gave her my schedule and, you know, when I interviewed with them, I told them that I did comedy, that I go on the road sometimes and she was like, that's fine. You know, we have a couple people that are artists and this and that. And as long as you ask for time off ahead of time and da da da, you know, I was like, cool, man. So <laughs> for the last, I don't know, almost two weeks now, I've been working at, at MedMen and I'm going to be honest, man, it doesn't, it, it, it pays pretty well for a part-time job. <laughs> and uh, if if they continue to work with my schedule, which they have been so far since I've been, I've had to request a couple weekends off for comedy and whatnot, and they're, they're being super cool. And like I said, it's a union job. So between that and my clients, um, you know, I kind of now have enough, not have enough, but like, that's going to be enough money to help me continue to be here and continue to do what I want to do. So it's like, it's actually kind of cool, man. Like, and you know, like the, the, then I got a call, uh, another call from the gym that said they couldn't, that I can't start until like the first week of January. So now I'm just like, okay, well, I've already worked at MedMen for two weeks almost. And if, I'm just going to do the math and see how much money I make on my paycheck and, you know, include the tips and everything. And if it's about the same as what I was going to make at the gym, then I'm not going to work at the gym. I'm going to respectfully decline the position that I thought I was going to start at, you know, in October. So think about that. October. So that's November, December, January. That would be three months that it took them for me to quote unquote transfer, even though the transfer was approved, you know, at the end of September, at the beginning of October, three months before I actually had to start. Now, I don't know what you guys, you know, do out there, but I can't afford to just not work for three months. So yeah, I mean, I've been working still. Like, like I said, I've done comedy jobs. I've had a few clients, you know, so that's kind of been, you know, a little bit of income. But like I said, now with the extra income from MedMen, it's like, okay. And it's kind of weird because here I am, like I used to be so anti any kind of controlled stuff since I was anti-alcohol because my dad was an alcoholic, even though I drank a couple times in high school. Um, my friends will tell you that. <laughs> 
I want to say in high school there were two nights that I drank. Three nights. One, like my first party, I went to... Maybe it wasn't my first party, but it was one of the first parties. But I went to a party at Melinda Jamino's house, who was like the hottest chick in our fucking school. <laughs> she got most best looking. Um, and I had like a beer, I want to say, because it tasted gross. And that was really all. That, it had like a keg. Um, and then I drank another time. I drank in high school was at a party at Stephanie Flores's house and that was the night that some of my friends said I was drunk but I didn't feel like I was any different but I mean I did drink a little bit like I had you guys are gonna laugh at me I had like a couple wine coolers I had uh, a screwdriver and maybe something else so maybe I had like three or four drinks I don't know Um, and then the other time I drank I used to date this girl her name was Jennifer Thomas Sorry if I say her name. Whatever. We're friends still. Um, and she was like a year older than me. And she drove, which was like, oh, shit. She drove? Like, what? <laughs> you know, and we went to a Quakes game. And I think I think my buddy Eric came with me, too. Came with us, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, Eric, you can let me know if you went to this game with us. But there used to be this liquor store. Um that would sell alcohol to minors and fuck I don't remember what they were called I want to say I want to say they were called Mickey's but I feel like I'm confusing that with the beer that everybody used to drink back then which was also called Mickey's um there was a there's a there was a liquor store on Grove like like Grove and Fifth Street maybe in Ontario and they would sell alcohol to us so we went and bought like a thing of Boone's Farm, like Strawberry Hill or something, and like we shared it between the three of us. <laughs> We're fucking losers, man. Uh, so those are the only times I drank in high school, but I was very anti. Like even though I went to parties and stuff, and obviously at the parties people were smoking weed and drinking. Like it wasn't for me, you know. And I I didn't really think very highly of people that were like quote unquote potheads like not like I thought they were better I was better than them or anything I just like I didn't want any part of it you know I I didn't want to smoke I had no interest in it like I wasn't even the least bit curious Um, and then obviously when my dad started doing his drugs meth which is the worst drug um, I I really became anti-drugs so it's really interesting you know fast forward you know to now how my thoughts on it have evolved because I've educated myself and I I wish more people would educate themselves on the medicinal values of the plant that is marijuana. You know, I told you guys last week, I'm going to have somebody on and you know, I will, I promise. I know you guys are probably getting tired of listening to just me, but in my current situation, it's very hard for me to get to the studio or get to somebody's house or have them meet me somewhere actually we, we, I was supposed to meet somebody to do the podcast the other day and the place was closed and I didn't know where else to go so we just kind of were like okay guess we're not doing it this week but um, anyway I you know my my exploration into marijuana for myself started with you know just me not being able to sleep number one and so I needed help sleeping and then number two was um, needing, like, having the inflammation and sore bones and joints because of the classes I was teaching at the gym that I was teaching at. And it was just, I was taking, you know, you know, six Advils a day because I, my, my, my bones were in so much pain. So I was taking them to mask the pain in my joints. Little did I know that by taking them... It was fucking up my stomach lining and then that was causing more inflammation, which made me essentially more sore. So like, you know, I think people don't realize about pain pills. It's like, yeah, you can take them and the pain will go away, but it's bad. It's messing up your gut biome and that's what causes the inflammation. And so that's where like, uh, you know, you, you guys know, like I like to drink kombucha because it's a probiotic, but um, the probiotic kills the the bad bacteria in your stomach, which what helps eliminate inflammation. Yes, yes. Um, 
but also CBD and THC also help with inflammation. So, I mean, you guys, I'm talking, you're talking to someone that at 42, you know, just ran a marathon, you know, a few weeks ago. And yeah, like, you know, in the, in the midst of it all, you know, towards the end, my knees were killing me. But I mean, yeah, like your knees would kill you too if you just ran, you know, 26.2 miles. But, you know, so I started supplementing with CBD. And then because my friend Rachel told me that it's better to use the CBD with a little bit of THC, I started using the tinctures that had like, you know, I started with the highest one. So like I wanted to say I started with like a 60 to one. So that's 60 parts CBD for one part THC. So you don't really even feel anything per se. And then there's lower ones that work even better because the THC and CBD work well together. Um, Like CBD on its own, it's great. And THC on its own is, you know, a different thing. But together, they really help... uh, enhance the benefits the medicinal benefits so um and you can take lower cbd ratio so you got like a 60 to 1 then there's like a 30 to 1 and they probably have like 25 and 20 and pretty soon you get 2 to 1 and then you just get oh, a straight 1 to 1 ratio so like from those you're getting you're getting pretty high off of those you know you're not really getting high off the 60 to 1 or 30 to 1 but as you start getting closer like 20 to 1 10 to 1 like here you you'll feel a little high and that was, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I've told you guys in the podcast, but my girlfriend started by taking the CBD because she, she says the same thing. She has issues with her knee because she's had knee surgery. And so she was taking the tinctures um, to help with that. But she was taking the one that had a little bit more THC because she actually smoked weed in high school, or, or maybe high school too, but definitely smoked a little weed in college. And so she wasn't really shy from about you know, using a little THC, and I had gone to, I guess she was in Oklahoma for Christmas or something, I don't even remember, but I went, and I came back by myself, so for whatever reason, she stayed in Oklahoma, and I took a tincture, you know, drop from her thing, just assuming it was CBD, and it wasn't, it had THC in it, so... I wake up on the plane because I, you know, I eat edibles before I go. Now I just eat edibles, obviously. We talked about this, but before I go on a plane so I could just sleep on a plane because I don't know. Why not? <laughs> what are you going to do on a plane? Fucking read? Watch TV? It's like, okay. I mean, like, I do read on the plane, but at some point I like to sleep, especially on longer flights. And the edibles help me do that. But anyway, I took one of her tinctures, fell asleep on the plane, and woke up and I felt like I was having a fucking heart attack. And I mean, I thought that I was having a heart attack. I did not know what the fuck was going on. It was a feeling I had never experienced before. And then I look at my my Fit Watch, my Fitbit, and I saw that my heart rate was normal. Like, it felt like my heart was going to explode. And I looked at my heart rate, and it was normal. Like, it was beyond normal. And I'm just like, oh. And then, I, and then my mind started to wander and I'm like I mean I was to the point where like I was going to ask the stewardess like if we could land the plane because I felt like I was about to have a heart attack and then I remember that I took one of my girlfriend's tinctures and then I thought there's probably marijuana in this holy shit (laughs) I'm high right now literally and figuratively I'm high in the air and I'm high from marijuana but um so that was like a little scary. But then, you know, fast forward, you know, I was like, well, you know, I did that and, you know, it did help me sleep. So then that's when I started supplementing with the edibles. I had bought my girlfriend some edibles because she wanted them for sleep and whatnot. And so then I took one and it was the best night of sleep I ever had. And so I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now. And I think from doing that and then also still using the CBD you know, I don't have a lot of joint pain. And, you know, you guys see me, I'm working out, I'm working out six days a week right now. I'm only taking one rest day. I'm lifting, I'm training for another marathon, like, and I'm 42, you guys, you know, I, I, I'm not at an, I mean, I guess maybe I am, I don't know. But like, you know, when I was younger, like when I was in my 20s, even in in high school, like people in their 40s, I didn't know any 
people in their 40s that were as active as I am, that felt like I do, and honestly, that looked like I do, you know, all the 40-year-olds, my dad and his friends, and, you know, their friends, and my uncles and aunts, and like, you know, they had the beer bellies, and the bags under the eyes, and green hair, and like, yeah, like, I do have some grays here and there, but I, I don't know, I don't feel like I thought 40, you know, I'm still playing baseball, you know, I'm I'm playing with my nephews, I'm running around, like, I feel good, you guys, and I mean, I don't think, it's it's not all because of the THC supplementation, but it's, that has a lot to do with it, you know, between the THC, that's marijuana, by the way, um, and the CBD, like, I, I feel great, you know, obviously I'm eating well and all those things, you know, that hasn't changed, but I really feel like the marijuana has helped, so that why you know fast forward you know here we are and now i'm i have a part-time job as a weed delivery driver which is kind of interesting (laughs) but like i said dude it pays good and it's got benefits and they're gonna work with my comedy schedule so you know i think in a few weeks when the gym's like hey you're ready to start i'm gonna be like uh i was fucking three months ago when i moved back but you guys fucking shit the bed and dragged it along so actually have another job and it's better for my comedy you know and I get to spend time in my I mean I get to spend time in my car listening to podcasts which is what I would do anyway and then I get you know and then I'm in LA instead of having to drive all the way to fucking Orange County because I was thinking you know I told my my buddy Eric that I was going to move to Huntington Beach because if I was going to live in if I was going to work in Laguna I needed to I couldn't live in LA and drive you know, I think it's like 70 miles or so, 60 miles, 65, 70 miles, depending on where in LA I lived. Um, That would have been a lot of driving. So that would have been, you know, eight hours a day working that job, plus another, you know, at least hour of driving each way. That's 10 hours, not to mention, you know, obviously, I'm going to hit traffic here and there. So it's just like, it's gonna be a good chunk of my day. And, you know, yes, it was a safety net and it was, you know, it's a, it's a salary job and all that security and stuff. And I, I mean, it was, it's not like I wasn't going to do comedy still, but you know, it would have it been more time consuming. Whereas here, you know, I have my clients that are flexible with me and I'm flexible with them. I make my own schedule and then I have this part-time job as a marijuana delivery driver. And that's flexible because they work with my schedule as well. So I kind of feel like I lucked out, man. Like, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but so far, so good. You know, it's going to be plenty of money to to help support what I need to do. So, yeah, man, you know, I got no shame. I got to do what I got to do, you know, and that's kind of what I've done, one, my whole life, but two, you know, in this, in during this pandemic, you know, think about all the jobs that I've done, you know, I kind of listed them, but it's just like, I've just constantly had to kind of figure out what I'm going to do throughout this whole thing. And you know, like I said, you know, I came out here because I had unfinished business and this is where I needed to be. And so, you know, I told myself and my girlfriend, like, I'm going to figure it out if I have to get another job because my clients don't want to work out. Like that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make it work and it's going to pay the dividends and you guys will see. So that's all. I just wanted to give you guys an update on that. You know, I, I know like it ended up kind of being a little marijuana education, but, and I'm learning about different strains now, you guys. Like I said, I want to have a real expert on again. I know we had Rachel on um, and Crystal way back when, early on when this thing first started to talk about um, weed, but, you know, we could probably do another one pretty soon. Cause I mean, I, I, I know it, a little bit, but there's people that know way more than me, you know, that we could talk about terpenes and all these things, dude, like, I I mean, I really, I'm not asking you guys to go around and be stoned all day, but, like, if you guys have anything, like, if you have anxiety, if you have, you know, joint pain, inflammation, if you can't sleep, if you're depressed, if you know, you're sad, I mean, sad and depressed are the same thing, like, 
a lot of those things can be solved or at least helped out with a little bit of uh, marijuana supplementation. So, like I said, you're talking to someone who is anti all controlled substances for a really long time. And I've educated myself and I wish more people would, but you know, there there's some there's some good there's some good you know, there's some good that comes out of this. You know, the thing that sucks about it in California is that, you know, which is fine cuz it's it's legal. You can just walk into the store and get it, but um, are the taxes that go along with it. <laughs> they fucking tax the shit out of that. Like you'll buy something, it's like 20 bucks. And then with the taxes, it comes out to like almost 30 bucks. You're like, wait, what? I thought it was 20 bucks, dude. So, you know, the government and the state and everybody has to make their money. So, you know, it is what it is, but very beneficial if you have, there's, I mean, there's more things too. It enhances your mood. You know, there's been times when, you know, I eat an edible and then I'm just, you know, I, I've had, <laughs> um, you know, I've been just listening to music or watching television or just whatever, you know, and the, the real, the thing that I love is, you know, if I'm like on the road doing comedy is, you know, especially if I'm not headlining is, you know, doing my set as the middle act, you know, the feature act and then taking my edible and then watching the headliner and just kind of sitting in the back of the comedy room listening to everybody laughing and just kind of just I don't know just feeling good like knowing that I did good you know mostly <laughs> um and then knowing that like afterwards I'm about to fucking eat something and the food tastes good it makes your food taste better like I don't know man you know and I think the stigma of like the old you know potheads that were lazy and didn't do anything and just sat around playing video games all day and eating food like that ain't me dude you know, I'm fucking, like I said, I'm still working, I'm working out six days a week, two or three of those days, I'm doing two a days, like, I feel just as, now, I only, I only supplement with marijuana at night, so, you know, I take an indica strain, which is more for relaxing and helping you sleep and stuff, but, I mean, there's people that take other strains, sativas and hybrids that, you know, they're doing that during the day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How the fuck do you do that? Cause, but it's a different strain. So it, there's a, it's a different high to different feeling. So, you know, there's something for everybody. You know, I'm not telling you guys, everybody to go out there. But like, like I'm saying, uh, the stigma of like the quote unquote podhead is, you know, it's not really, it's not the case anymore. I know a lot of very very high functioning marijuana users so anyway and now i'm a fucking weed dealer basically i'm a mule (laughs) um so anyway um that's kind of it you know i just wanted to kind of give an update and just you know you guys are listening you guys are invested in my life as well you know at some point obviously you know the goal is still to to be full-time comedy full-time podcasting but we're not there yet, so we got to do what we got to do, and I have no shame in that. I don't really talk about it on social media because, um, I don't know, I think we're not allowed to take pictures in the store or video, number one, and I don't. Th- I think it'd just be weird to be like, hey, look, this is where I work now. Like, I don't know. I'll have to see what the other people that work there do, but it's whatever, man. Uh, but just giving you guys an update, you know, I feel like you guys are invested in this. You guys are in it with me. You know, my special, we're finishing editing it, editing it. So we're, I'm aiming for January and I think that's, we got to get like a, we have to send it to a place to get like subtitled and stuff, but that's kind of what we're aiming for. I don't have the exact date, but you know, when that shit comes out, you guys better fucking share the fuck out of it with everybody. Okay. Share it. You guys. The more people watch it, the more money in my pocket, and also the more uh, notoriety, and then maybe I can, you know, just do comedy and podcast, and that's the goal, right? So, um, I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. This has been great for me this whole time just to be able to do this and know that there's people on the other end listening, which is awesome. I, uh, I've got some shows coming up that I want you guys to come to. So if you're anywhere near these places, 
fucking come, okay? Um, these are just the big shows. I have other shows, but these are the ones I'm... The other shows, I'm like, eh, you don't need to come to those. Um, uh, Wednesday, December 15th, I will be in Paso Robles at the Poor House. Um, it's like a live music venue, small, intimate. Um, I performed there before. Really fun. That's in Paso Robles, Wednesday, December 15th. Um, and then Thursday, 16th, I'll go a little bit south of that. I'll be in Solvang for a show at the Lost Chord, which is a also a, a live music venue, really cute venue. Um, so funny. So Ashton and I go up to Solvang, I don't know, probably every other month or so maybe. Uh, well, at least pre-pandemic at least. Uh, we did go up there a few weeks ago. But, you know, we she loves going up there. She loves it. She loves drinking wine. She loves listening to the the wine expert tell us, you know, how the how the wine was made and how, you know, what fucking grapes it is and how how long they're in in French oak and, you know, where the vineyards are and just all these. She loves it because she's a farmer, you know, so she likes stuff like that. And then it's just like a cute little town, you know, it's it's like the Danish capital of the United States or something. So like all the buildings look like Denmark, basically. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. Uh, they, they show it in the movie Sideways, which is where I learned about it from. And then I took my ex-girlfriend and she liked it. But that's just that was more so because she was a fucking drunk. Um, and then now Ashton likes it because it's cute and I love going with her like she loves it and. I love it because she loves it, and, you know, I like it when she's happy. Um, she doesn't get excited about a lot of things, because she's always working, but, um, so anyway, so we were out there, God, before COVID, I want to say it was, like, February, because I had, like, a trip uh, to Napa, and then we came back down, and we stopped in Solvang, but we were in this, in this winery, and we met this lady, you know, and, you know, you know, you talk to people sometimes, and the lady was, uh, I know I felt like this podcast was ending, but now I gotta tell the story, so, um, the lady was, you know, we were just talking to, and the lady was like, oh, where are you guys from, LA, she's from Oklahoma, but we live in LA, blah, 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 um, what do you do, and Ashton starts talking about farming, and then what do you do, I'm a comedian, and she's like, oh my god, da 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 da, and we start talking about comedy, and where I perform, and this and that, and then, uh, you know, in the conversation, it came up that, like, this lady worked at the radio station, one of, the, like, the big radio stations out there in the Santa Inez Valley, Santa Barbara area, somewhere around there, and, uh, that she told us that there was a guy that was opening, like a live music venue, right? Like literally like across downtown Solving is very small. So it's like, it was literally like right across the street from where we were. She's like, you know, I can introduce you to him and maybe you guys could do a comedy. Maybe you could do a comedy show there. And I was like, that'd be great. We come up here, you know, every other month. So it'd be cool to like start performing up here, you know? And so I had reached out to them and, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, here's, here's the booker she handles all the bookings and, and then obviously COVID happened. Um, and then blah, 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 fast forward, the world's on fire. And then I reached back out to them. I want to say like when things kind of started opening up and I knew I was going to come back, like, Hey, like I'd love to do a show there. And then randomly they emailed me, um, like a month ago or so, if that maybe, um, I was like, Hey, if you still want to do a comedy night, you know, let's, you know, we'd love to, we'd like the idea of having one, you know, and I was like, great. Um, and then I told him I was performing at Paso Robles on the 15th. So if they wanted to do like the day before or the day after, I would already be up there and that would be, you know, an easier commute than driving all the way back down to LA. You know what I mean? So, um, and so we did it. So that's where I'll be. That's the story of how I got this. Uh, hopefully we can turn it into like a residency, like every, I don't know about every month, but maybe like every other month. And then Ashton and I will have like a little, a little wine getaway, uh, every other month. While she, I mean, when she's here, cause obviously in the summertime she's in Oklahoma being a farmer. So I don't know. So it'll be fun. So that's going to be Thursday, December 16th. If you know anyone in Solvang, come out to see me up there. And then I will, 
I will come, I will, I will head right back and I'm on a plane first thing Friday morning. This is like rock star life. Drive up to fucking Paso Robles on a Wednesday and do a show. Drive down to Solvang on Thursday and do a show. And then drive back down to LA, hop on a fucking plane Friday morning, get off the plane. And I'm in Dallas at, or McKinney, which is basically Dallas, um, performing at the Comedy Arena um, next Friday, the 17th, and Saturday, the 18th. And then I'll be in Oklahoma. I'll probably do some a couple little tiny shows while I'm there uh, for Christmas. And then we're coming back to the new year and blah. And then I'll, I'll put this in your in your heads now. Friday, January 7th, I'm uh, producing my first show in LA since I've been back and it's going to be it's going to be I'm calling it the camera adds 10 pounds live and I'm going to have people on the show that have been on the podcast so it's going to be all the comedians that I've had on not all of them but like some of them and I want this to be like a regular monthly show so they'll do stand up and then I'll kind of interview them for like a few minutes afterwards we'll make it fun it won't be like an interview like we'll kind of like kind of like riff off of each other and it'll be fun and then i i want to have i have a vision for what i want the show to be so that's going to be friday january 7th so if you're in la that weekend plan mark it on the calendar because i want the first one to be great um and it's at high fidelity on melrose it's a cool little venue that i'm gonna do my show at so that's that Thank you guys so much for listening. And then I got a bunch of other shit, but we won't get there yet. Um, thanks for listening. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best, man. I'm just trying to make this shit work, you know, just like all of us. But, you know, it's been it's been a ride. I feel like, you know, even though there's new variants and whatever, like I feel like, you know, we're definitely on the other side of this. We're not over, but it's, it's we're getting there and stuff so just got to make shit happen man so i appreciate you guys listening thank you so much don't forget if you're listening to apple Podcasts, leave me a review man i need more reviews it'll help my podcast go up in the algorithm um anyway this has been the camera adds 10 pounds you guys thank you so much for listening i'll see you guys next time